Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Super Review Show's Mixed Bag coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined and always will be by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? Oh, Bill, we didn't do this the first, for, for, for our first episode, but just a reminder, everyone, we the best podcast. We the best podcast. Sorry, that's the wrong decade, Bill. That's from the 2010s. But tonight's yeah, but topic, funny, Bill. I got, a funny, I got a quick funny story about the we the best music. Like, literally, when I was away a few weeks ago and you got you were doing the show with Justin and Allie, I was in yes. the casino. And, like, the moment the show started, I hear the music on in the casino. And guess what I hear? We the best music. I'm like, coincidence? No way. I think not. That is unbelievable. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about the 2010s. We're here to talk about one of the best decades of music, aren't we, JT? We're here tonight to talk about the 80s. Woo! It's 80s night, baby! It is 80s night. So get your white gloves on, get ready to moonwalk, get your... Get ready to rock on. It's the 80s, baby. Looks like we have some careless whispers out there too. Oh, but we do have some. Yeah, we gotta wake them up before they before we go go. Absolutely, my guy. Absolutely. Because last Christmas so, we gave them their tonight. Heart. So yes, as the title, as we continue yeah, this oh series God. of music through the decades. Two weeks ago we did the sixties. Last week we did the seventies. Tonight, we're doing the 80s. Yes. Absolutely, everyone. We're here to talk tonight about strictly the 80s, all the different bands, all the different artists in general. We're going to break down the big... So, fair warning, we're going to break down as many of the big ones as we can, and whatever else we think of, we're going to jump in there as well. So, but yeah, let's get to it, shall we? So, Bill, why don't we start with a band that made it super... Duper big in 1981 with their super de duper mega hit. Don't stop believing. And what are we talking about, Bill? We're talking about the we band. What are my favorite Journey. Bands. We are talking about Journey. I am. Okay. Uh, there we go. No pressure. <laughs> Okay, so Journey. Oh, yeah. The song that everybody knows. Whether you want yes. to admit it or not, everyone knows that song. Yes, whether you like it or not, that song it, is everywhere. <laughs> it is one of the most recognizable openings in music history. Of course. As soon as you hear that, you know what it is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Bill. Oh, yes. Or every pop song ever written, because all pop songs basically use those same four chords. Oh, every... Everyone's been using the same chords since the 60s, so it's been ridiculous. So anyway, Steve Perry... Who, okay, remember last week when I said Freddie Mercury is the greatest vocalist in rock history? Remember when I said that last week? I do, because last week we were talking about the 70s and we talked about Queen. Yeah. 
And first of all, Matt Hem- Dr. Matt Hemsley said that was a very bold statement. But you know what? I'll say if Freddie Mercury is number one, I would say Steve Perry is a very close number two. I would say Steve Perry is a very close number two. What do you think? Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. No like, doubt about it. The dude's got range. He's really got some range. He does. He really does. He really does. Uh, JT, are we going to do this any way you want it? Is that the way we need it? Any way you want it. She loves to laugh. Check out our Journey yeah. cover album. Hidden, hidden stores this Christmas. What a lovely gift for yes. all your friends and loved ones. <laughs> no, it don't. Damn that's right. This gift. Um, we could try, but I don't think it'd work. <laughs> it might. So anyway, I absolutely love Journey. Um, and they are the inventor of the power ballads. They really are. Yep, 100%. Power ballads, I think, existed before Journey, but they were the ones that perfected them. Yes. They were the ones that absolutely perfected them. Like, yep. like, um, open arms. Even faithfully. Faithfully. Yeah, Daniel Zuckerman, if you're watching that, we're sorry. If you're watching, we're sorry. Uh, now he hates that. Daniel Zuckerman hates faithfully. How do you hate Faithful? No, no. You have to ask him. Go ask him. I'm sure he can give you a very concrete answer. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's over. It's overplayed on the adult contemporary charts. Whatever, you know. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know, but you know, faithfully, open arms. They're the ones that that. I think there were power ballads before Journey, but I think Journey perfected the power ballad. I think so too, but I think they absolutely perfected it. Like, because when you hear, when you hear lying beside you here in the dark, you want to just like throw up your phone and just do this. The, the lighter. <laughs> yeah, because we don't do lighters anymore. We do phones. Yeah, but you know what? Up. We should bring the lighters back. Am I right? <laughs> At the next Journey concert, they should bring out lighters instead of phones. <laughs> yeah, like, no, when you hear, when you hear, lying beside you, and then you get the, you get the, the um the sway. The sway, the famous sway. Because, or with sorry, Zuckerman, faithfully, same thing. Yep. You get the lighters out. Absolutely. And yeah, just Steve, again, because Steve Perry just has that voice that just makes you feel things. And he, he really does. He just has that voice. And and also we got to talk about the other members of the band. Neil Sean. Yep, Neil Sean. Great guy. Jonathan Kane. 
Oh, yes. And who's the other guy? Uh, Ross Valerie. Ross Valerie. Well, Steve Smith and Ross Valerie are no longer in the band, but they were original founding members. So, yeah, I, I think there was a singer before Steve Perry, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was. I forget his name, but he was he was OK. He was on their first three albums and then their four. No, the first three albums. And then they made Infinity with Steve Perry. So, oh, I bet that guy who left Journey is now kicking himself. He wasn't that good, though. Like vocally speaking, he was not that that good. Did he voluntarily leave or did the band fire him? Uh, I think he left as far as I know. I'm not sure, but I think he just left. And you know what? I have to ask you, what do you think about their current lead singer, Arnel Pineda? I think Arnel does a really good job, Bill. Here's the thing. A lot of people say that he sounds just like Steve Perry. Yeah. I can hear it, but here's what I think. They because somebody told me he goes, if you close your eyes and play them back to back, you would think that you would think Arnell Pineda is Steve Perry. Right. But in all honesty, I could tell a little bit of a difference. I think Arnell Pineda's voice is a little deeper. Mm, sort of, yeah. I think Pineda's voice is a little deeper. But now he he actually used to be in a Journey tribute band before he became. Yeah, that's right. He was actually in a Journey tribute band before he became the lead singer of Journey. What a promotion. Um, uh, what a promotion from, from a tribute band to the actual real deal. I know, right? And It's crazy. Yeah, but you know what? Steve Perry's still putting out music, and it actually is not bad. Yeah. But I don't know if he can really hit those notes like he did in those journey days. Now, they said he was on an interview. And believe me, we have a lot more to talk about tonight. But he had an interview with a guy named Eddie Trunk uh, back in 2018. And Steve Perry actually said how um, his voice has changed nowadays. Steve Perry's voice itself has changed. Yeah, he has. It's a shame. I mean, but he's also 70 something years old. So. Okay. I need to, I need to ask you a very, very serious question. What's up, Bill? Do you think don't stop believing is overplayed? We're getting controversial here, folks. I'm going to say yes and no. I think for some people, yes, but for some people, no. I think it's a very divisive statement there. No, because here's the thing. I I kind of agree with you because here's the thing. If you ask people, if you ask people to name a Journey song, 99.9% of people are going to say, don't stop believing. Yep. Okay, what if you ask people, okay, name a Journey song besides don't stop believing. They're going to say faithfully. Okay. Name another Journey song besides Don't Stop Believing and Faithfully. Any way you want it. 
Okay, name another Journey song besides Don't Stop Believing Faithfully in Any Way You Want It. Open Arms? Name another Journey song besides Don't Stop Believing Faithfully, Open Arms, and Any Way You Want It. I forget what it's called. La Duda. What do you want me to say? Stone in Love? Okay, touche. Yes. No, but I think those are the big four. Don't Stop Believing, Faithfully, Any Way You Want It, and Open Arms. I think those are the big four. Um, yeah, and Separate Ways is pretty good, too, just saying. Well, you know what? When I saw them, I don't know if it was the same thing when you saw them. They opened with Separate Ways. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I actually they think did that's that a good YouTube. song to open with. I don't know what you think, but I think that's a good song to open with. I agree. Do, do, I, do, I do. Here we stand, worlds apart, hearts broken into two, two. You know what? Um, you know what's a journey song that I actually think is very underrated. Which one? It's called Be Good to Yourself. I knew you were going to say that. That's such a great song. I think it's very underrated in my opinion. It, it was a huge hit, but I mean, I agree with you. When people think of Journey, they don't really think of that one. So I agree. Be with good because, folks, be good to yourself because no one else will. You want. But, um, well, yeah, I really like Stone in Love, too. That's a good one. Yeah. There's so many journey hits. We can go on about them all night. It's we can crazy. go on and on and on and on. Like, have you okay? Have you ever seen this before we move on? Have you ever seen this? There's a um there was a um a couple of years ago, Jimmy Fallon. He has this joke about a heckler singing a song that he wrote, and this one it turned out being Don't Stop Believing in that. Heckler was Will Farrell and Jimmy Fallon's up there singing goes as like some guy, as just some random guy. And then it's, and then he goes, just a small town girl. And then Will Farrell, where does she live? Living in a lonely world. Did she stay there or is she traveling? She took the midnight train going anywhere. Oh, oh, so just a small town girl. Just a city boy. Oh, poor people. Where's he from? Born and raised in South Detroit. I haven't been there. Heard it sights. He took the midnight train going anywhere. And then he's and then he's like, okay, so on the same train at the same time. Gotcha. A cigarette, a smoky room. What does the room smell like? I smell of wine and cheap perfume. Don't think smell bad. And there's like when he gets excited over the tree lights. Yes, people. The, what are the people's life goals? Live in just a fine emotion. And then and then, goes, and then he goes like, strangers. Wait, the strangers are back? Waited. You know what I miss? The street lights. Street lights. Yes, people. No, street lights. Live in just a fine emotion. Go, go give some crap. Lights. Yeah, but anyway, um, at the end of the song, it goes, after this, Peter quit music forever and ended up selling his song to Journey, which ended up becoming a major hit. 
Not yeah, they he did that with um Don't Stop Believing, he did that with uh Pina Colada song, and he did that with um Keeping the Faith. No, not keeping the faith, no River of Dreams. Um nice, okay. Because as you probably know, Jimmy Fallon and Billy Joel are like really good friends. So Oh yeah, yeah, they're huge friends. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so that's where we start our 80s with the most iconic band. And have you noticed, like, Don't Stop Believing always is on, like, the number one song of, like, I Love the 80s? Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Easily. The So, yeah, the official song of the 80s. Okay, well, that's the show for tonight. Thank you for coming. We'll see you next week. Um, no, we, 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 we have so much more to talk about, don't we? We have a lot. I literally texted Bill a list of artists that we have to talk about. It's such a big list. Because we left out a few things last week, and uh, we apologize. Okay, so what do we talk about next, good buddy? Well, let's jump over to the next... um, Do you want want to just jump around? Like, Do you want to just jump around... um, the j- jump around the uh, the decade, or do you want to go in order? Well, what did you have in mind for jumping around? Like, just in general, you want to stick with rock, or do you want to go to pop? What are you thinking? Uh, let's stick with rock for now, then we'll go to pop. What do you think? Let's talk about one of the biggest bands of all time that came out of the 80s. Okay, what is it? Oh, uh, yes! Oh, uh, yes! Here we go! Baby. Whoa! Once upon a time, not so long ago. It's a damn shame he can't sing anymore. Yeah, because didn't you say he came on stage with um when you saw Paul McCartney at MetLife and you said his voice was to sing Happy Birthday to Paul and his voice was like totally shot? The dude... John Bon Jovi cannot sing anymore, and he because I think he's having surgery to try and fix it too. It's crazy. One of the has what is it called? Vocal nodules? Maybe I, I I honestly don't know. But but uh, we're talking about one of the most handsome men that came out of New out of New Jersey. Uh, no, we love the great state of New Jersey. We love you. We love you, New Jersey. Yes, God bless you guys in the Meadowlands. God bless the great state of New Jersey. Yes, we love you guys. You guys are great. I will be there Sunday afternoon in East Rutherford. So God oh, bless you guys. Yes. Go Giants. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going. I'm going to the game Sunday. So I- I'm jealous. That's what I'm I'm upset now. Damn it. <laughs> oh god, now I put JT in a bad mood. Um, but anyway. But anyway, Bon Jovi. Yeah, what wah, can wah. we say about them? I mean, what more can you say than they're one of the biggest bands? Of I know what time? we could say. Whoa, we're halfway there. <laughs> yes, Bill, we could say that we're living on a prayer. Would you say that you, we, you know, what I heard that you give love, love a bad name, buddy. Oh, yeah. yeah that's actually my favorite Bon Jovi song. You give love a bad name. Is it really? Yeah, that's actually my favorite Bon Jovi song. You give love a bad name. Interesting. Okay. See, the things you learn. No, I love Living on a Prayer, but I really like You Give Love a Bad Name. Bad medicine, I'll be there for you. These five words, I swear to you. These five words, I swear to you. And JT, I'm a cowboy. 
On a steel horse, a I, steel ride. horse I ride. Because I'm wanted, dead or alive. My favorite yes. line in that song, because I walk these streaks with a six string on my back. I play for keeps because I might not make it back. I've been everywhere. And I'm standing in time. I've seen a million faces. And, and I rocked rock them, them all because I'm a cowboy. Oh. I'm Honestly. a steel horse I ride. I'm a wanted, wanted, dead or alive. And I ride. So good. Yeah, so, so that was all from Slippery When Wet. One of the biggest albums of the decade, mind you. I think that was the album that really just put them on the map. Oh, yeah. And then their follow-up, New Jersey, was just as big, if not bigger. Yeah. So, but I mean, what can you say? John Bon Jovi, philanthropist. John Bon Jovi to help out his New, New Jersey community. Well, what more can you say? You want to know something? A friend of mine saw Bon Jovi in concert. And, yeah. And he had his... He has hand. He puts his hand down to do the whistle thing, the, and then John Bon Jovi literally says to him, "Son, you better put those hands back up." And he puts them back. Goes, "Thank you." And my friend is like, "Holy shit, John Bon Jovi just talked to me." Yeah, I I almost met him once. That's the thing. I I, I was so close to meeting him in New Jersey. Why didn't you meet? Why didn't you come to meet him? Well, because I was um I was on I went to his restaurant in New Jersey. For those of you who don't know, John Bon Jovi does a lot of philanthropy work in his state of New Jersey. He's trying to open up restaurants that feed homeless people. Um he he does a lot of really good work. He's down there in like Red Bank and um and Tom's River. There's other restaurants too, but he's really great. But I mean, other than that, he's just a solid guy overall. Um, but I, I went to nice his restaurant guy. in 2020. He's a really nice guy. I mean, some people say he's, he's a total ass, but I, I don't believe that for a second. How could an asshole be like doing really good work for their state? You know what I mean? So, um, like, but yeah. Because I remember like years ago, he was on a thing with Charlie Rose when they were showing celebrity houses and they were showing his house and he and they show the home feed. He goes, do you make your kids watch your movies? And he jokingly goes, only when they're bad. And <laughs> that's good. And he, and he says, you know what? You you're not like all the other rock stars. You know, there have been no scandals, no drugs. You've been married to the same person for 25 years. You know, you've been yep. married to the same person for 25 years. And he goes, he goes, I'm so clean. I could I could have run for political office. He said, I could have run for he political really office. He could have been governor of New Jersey for all we know, you know? John, if you still decide to run, okay, we don't like to get political here, but we hear the Super Review show. If you run, we fully endorse you. We fully endorse John Bon Jovi for governor. Get the banner ready. We endorse John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi, if you're listening to this, you can reach us at 1-800-GOT-BILL. <laughs> we will gla- gladly sponsor you if you're a candidacy for, pre- for um, governor, of, governor New of New Jersey. We will endorse you. We have I have a big ass banner ready to go. Oh my god. Come on, come on, JT. You don't want to put that banner to waste. It cost a lot of money. Um it did. It did. But anyway, 
Um, yeah, but uh, Living on a Prayer is absolutely awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, what else? I, I mean, he... And he's done other work too. Like even into the nineties and two thousands, he's done a lot of really good songs too. Like, whoa, like, whoa, doom, 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 doom. That's two thousand. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's it's my life. How can I forget that? That's my alarm this morning. <laughs> yeah, he he's still going strong, but like you said, uh, he's got he's got to have surgery for his vocal cords or something. Something like that, because his vocals are shot now. Apparently, on, on his most recent tour this year, he was like, they he literally couldn't sing. It was terrible. I wonder if he's just getting up there, or maybe he has like nodules or something. He is sixty. I mean, he he was able to sing on his most recent re- two records, but still, I, mean, I don't know. It's it's kind I of think a maybe he has mixed bag. It's a ah, me shameless plug for our own show. Yes, but I mean, he. But what can you say? John Bon Jovi. I mean, Bon Jovi is a band. They're as a they're one of the biggest bands in the world. They still function well. He they started out as a really a hair metal band, but evolved over time, which is what kept them going so strong. Which I, I I'm all, I'm all for truthfully. Like hair, like yeah, and you know what? I want to say something to our lovely viewers tonight, if that's okay. Sure, Bill, go ahead. Chatboard, tell us your favorite '80s artist and or favorite '80s song. Yes, please do. Please do. We, we're very curious to know. We'll read them at the end. Yeah, I, I have the chat board going. So if you want, if you have any of your favorite songs or artists, just jump in the chat board. We'll we'll talk about it at the very end. So just to, sure how long we we'll don't judge. We, we don't judge here. So if we do judge you, we'll judge you silently. Silent, but Silent Night by Bon Jovi. What? Just kidding. That's a deep cut. <laughs> That's a good song. And you know what? Um, okay, his voice might be shot. And I just want to say, in a totally non-sexual way, he still looks good for his age. He looks good for his age. Can we all agree on that? He's 60 and he looks like he's 30. It's crazy. He must look really good care of himself. He does. He married his high school sweetheart. He's living the life. What can you say? And like I said, no scandals, no, no drug problems. He's been married to the same person like forever. He's got four kids. Um he does New Jersey stuff locally. He's still local. He washes dishes at his restaurants. Did you know that? Yeah, he really cares about his community. Yeah, I've been to. I, I it's funny. Before we go to our next artist, I was at the restaurant and he was there the day before. Oh, nice, so close. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh. so far. But um, so exactly. Yeah. He's so clean. He could remember Bon jo- John Bon Jovi. If you decide to run for governor, we endorse you. I have yeah, the we'll, banner we'll, ready. The Superview Show fully backs John Bon Jovi as the governor of New Jersey. Just and we, we all make political endorsements here, but th- we are willing to make an exception for this, aren't we? Uh, Absolutely. You, you are the only God. person, John, who we will endorse. Literally, the anyone only else person. who wants our endorsement, you can almost suck wind. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah so but yeah but other than that bon jovi, we don't do endorsements on this podcast um exactly but bon anyway. jovi what a great band i mean what, what else can you say bud great he also owns an arena football team does he really i didn't know that this has been random 
box with Bill. Right in the box with Bill. Ow! If you can guess the song that parodies, what do they win, JT? They win your respect, Bill. And you win a 1-800-GOT-BILL t-shirt signed by me. Yes, that, we're not kidding when we say that. If you can I actually guess that. I literally signed the shirt and sent it to you. If, if, if you can guess, you win my respect and you win that shirt. Signed by me. Signed Straight by me. Straight up. In order to contact us, you can simply follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook at The Super Review Show. And, of course, call us at one 800 Got Bill. Got Bill. Um, so, oh my anyway. God. So, what is our next artist, my friend? Okay. Okay. We talked about Journey. We talked about Bon Jovi. Hmm. Should we talk about one of the biggest, to this day, still one of the biggest bands of all time in Def Leppard? I was actually going to say that. They are still on top of the world. Why don't you go first? I Name me some of your favorite concert. Def Leppard songs. I saw them too, bud. Okay, what do we say about Def Leppard songs? I was like, what's your cu- couple of your favorites? I mean, they're, they're okay. You know what? I'm probably gonna because I'm not a huge Def Leppard fan, but here's a few that I do yeah. like. Of course, "Pour Some Sugar on Me" is a great one. Yep. Um, I really like "Rock of Ages." Oh yeah. Gooding gleaming now, sir. I want rock and roll. We can't hear you. Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. I love Rock of Ages. I like uh, Photograph. Oh, that's a great one. Photograph. I don't want it. Photograph. So good. They're, they're, yeah. they're, and they were great live, too. My God. Yeah. You know, it's a very underrated Def Leppard song. Which one? It's called Two Steps Behind. Oh, that's a great song, Bill. Oh, I I'll be one. two steps behind you. Yes. <laughs> Fully. I actually got to see Joe Elliott sing that live. In acoustic. Uh, when you, acoustic? What? Yeah, he played it acoustically. You didn't tell me that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him play. Yeah, they put on a good show, Def Leppard. They sure do. They, they are still rocking great. So, And yeah, their drummer saw... has one arm. Their drummer does have one arm. Yes, the Rick, Rick Allen has one arm. And and I and you know who I saw them with? I saw them with Dr. Justin Favaro. Oh, snap. I saw them with the doc. I saw him with the other doctor. The other doctor. Yeah, we have two doc. Our show has produced two doctors. Yes, you can thank us. In collaboration with the program at the University of Bill. Um, anyway, um, yeah, but I really like them. Because like I said, I was never really a huge Def Leppard fan, but. Yeah, well, what do you yeah. think about it, JT? I think that they're great. I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest, and this is coming from a guy who's not a huge '80s hair metal guy. I mean, but Def Leppard is just how could you not love Def Leppard and the work they do as a band? I mean, they just they I mean their most recent album was terrible, Diamond Star Halos, but they still 
They they don't even need to play new con. They didn't they didn't even need to make new music because their old music is so timeless. I mean, Hysteria, the song Hysteria is fantastic to this day. And how could you not understand that Hysteria, the album in general, the album is still like there's six songs on the the, the radio stations will always play. Really, Animal, Rocket, Pour Some Sugar on Me. Armageddon it and hysteria. Oh, I love Armageddon. We're Armageddon it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else was the other one I got on that album. I can Rocket, pour some sugar on me, Armageddon it. Hysteria. Not excitable. What's the last one? A rocket? I forget. But the, there's like five or six songs on that album that radio stations will always play. To this day. And beyond. Beyond. Yeah. So. so the yeah, and it says right here they'll still be rocking in 2035. Yeah, the article we have pulled up says we'll still be rocking in 2035. They have no plans to retire. They're going to play as long as they possibly can. Because I know, um, well, good on them, but you know, Joe Joe Elliott's getting up there in age. Um. I know what's his face, Vivian Campbell. Vivian Campbell has had some health issues. Yeah, I heard about that. Like I heard, like when I saw him seven years ago. When I saw him seven years ago, I heard he had like cancer or something. Oh God! Okay. Yeah, I think he had like lymphoma or leukemia or something like that. But he was playing and he seemed fine. Yeah. And I love like how I mean, Joey Elliott introduced it. Goes, guess who's here from Belfast, Northern Ireland? Vivian Campbell. So yeah, they have no plans to slow down, do they? Nope, they have no plans to give up no or slow down whatsoever. Plans. They are going on forever. They will literally play till they drop. And they will die before they retire. They're like the Bill Belichick of hair metal. He will, and I, if you heard me say this on the podcast, he will die before he retires. And I can say the same thing for Def Lepper. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. What's next? If, since we're in hair metal, um, how about, JT, pick up that guitar and talk to me. Oh yeah. So this is not on my list, but we'll talk about we'll talk about poison really quick. Uh sorry, we went off the docket. We literally have like a ton of other artists to get to, but we'll talk about one more. We'll talk about poison. Yeah. Brett Michael. Poison was Poison was big too. We gotta we can't forget that. No, they were one of the big hair metal bands of the 80s. Like glam rock, stuff like that. They really perfected that. Yeah. Um, uh, talk dirty to me. Every rose has its thorn. Nothing, nothing but a good time. Nothing but a good time. Yeah. How you know can I Sorry. You know what Um, every rose has its thorn is about? What? Okay. You know the, um. okay, little backstory here. You know the band Warrant? Yeah. You know that song, 
Cherry Pie. Don't... She's my cherry pie. That song. Yeah. The girl who was in that band, who actually was married to the lead singer of Warrant. I heard somewhere every rose has its thorn was actually about her. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And she actually left the lead singer of Warrant for Brett Michaels. Wow. That's crazy. So, yeah, that song, from what I heard, that song's actually about her. And every cowboy, every rose has its thorn, JT. Every night has its dawn. It does. Every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. And every rose has its thorn. I just love yep. that part of the song. Goes, it's been a while now, but I can still feel so much pain. Um, yeah, but anyway, Talk Dirty to Me, I think that is probably my favorite Poison song. It's a bop. It's a bop, 100%. Hey, Cece, pick up that guitar and talk to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. JT, oh, will yeah. you pick up that guitar and talk to me? <laughs> Maybe I will, Bill. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I never, I never see you look so good. Um, But anyway, no, um, nothing but a good time. And here's something. All great. My, all really good songs. My grandmother, God rest her soul. Actually, actually was friends with Brett Michaels' aunt. For real? Yeah, she was actually friends with Brett Michaels' aunt. Um, they actually worked together. And, okay. and her husband, who was Brett's, who was also Brett's roadie mm-hmm. or manager or something like that, because my cousin was a big Poison fan. He actually got him like a signed guitar and a Poison jacket. No, not a guitar. A signed picture. Sorry, picture. That's awesome. He, yeah, he got him a signed picture and a jacket. That's yeah. awesome. Excuse me, I'm burping a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, but Brad Michaels, I've seen he's actually, he seems like a pretty nice guy. He's in a lot of. He's in really good shape too. If I found out, you know, he's also diabetic. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Honestly. Well, he's taking good care of himself. So. Because remember, folks, you can't get diabetes from just eating junk. It, it can also be genetic too. So. But that he, is true. Yeah. So he is. Yeah, but he he looks like he's in really good shape. Yeah, I mean he he looks fantastic. Um Yeah, so yeah, so poison gives us nothing but a good time. Absolutely. All right. Um, uh, should we stay on the hair metal thing or let's go to heavy metal for one second. Um let's, I I could talk more about this Ben than you can probably. But um and then we'll transition into other artists as well. Come like solo or something like that in a sec, but Metallica and what did they, they get really big in the 90s? So, 
No, no. So Enter Sandman was 1991, but they had four albums in the 80s. Okay. And I want to put, I guess they've had a lot of success. For like they're, they're mainly known for their first five albums. I want to bring them up though for a sec because <coughs> Metallica Go got their start. Metallica got their start in the 1980, I believe it was one, was their first album. 1981, they were formed. By 1983, they had their first album out. And, and then, then 84, 85 was Ride the Lightning. 86 was Master of Puppets. 88 was um, uh, And Justice for All, which is my favorite Metallica album. And then 1991 was uh, Metallica's uh, The Black Album, uh, which was obviously... Was what is one of the best selling albums of all? Like it's funny. Just really like a side note. That album, Bill. I don't know if you knew this. That album will re-enter the Billboard 200 at random some points because it's still so many copies. at random. It still sells so many copies today of Metallica's uh, that one album because of Enter Sandman because of Said But True. The production quality on it. It's a, a fantastic album to start to finish. It's when Metallica went like mainstream. But who cares if they sold out? They they, they became one of the biggest bands in the world by then. Um, yeah, but in the eighties, like, though, yeah, go ahead. Because like metalheads, like real metalheads, yeah, like these pure metalheads who could be real pain in the ass, they hate Metallica, right? Like, because they go, and, they're not real metal, you know. The real metal's like, <laughs> yeah, that's not like I don't really count that. I mean, I it sounds like you're passing a kidney stone. I it really does. But I have to say that Metallica is one of those. Oh my god, Metallica is one of those bands I would go see live in a heartbeat if they were to come around locally. I'm not sure when they would come around, but they they're doing more tours. They might tour next year when because they just tour. They tour. They tour. They tour. They might put a new album soon. I'm not sure, but they are one an act I would like to go see live. I've heard I've heard incredible things about them live. Heard they're really really loud though. So, like. You thought like Def Leppard or Journey was loud. You want to talk loud, Metallica, like ACDC loud, or maybe louder. Really? Like, I'll give you an example. My dad saw ACDC. He has not seen Metallica. My dad saw ACDC live in 2008. And he said, it, to, to give you an idea of how loud it was, the venue there at the Madison Square Garden, this, the show was so loud to buy a beer at the concession stand and it was still too loud. So it's like, okay, we're going to, what can I get you, buddy? I'll take a Bud Light. What? I'll take a Bud Light. What? I'll take literally, a Bud Light. Literally Metallica and ACDC might be the loudest shows on earth. They make, they put Kiss and Guns N' Roses and stuff to shame as far as loud goes. It's scary <laughs> loud. So, but Metallica, they had four albums in the 80s. They were they are still one of the biggest bands alive. Probably the most successful heavy metal act out there. I would say inspiring countless generations of fans and whatnot, even fans of other genres as well. I mean, their, their songs are incredible. Um, but they started it. matters. Exactly. That was the, yeah, exactly. But they, they were they, one of the biggest, one of the most powerful live action the 80s too like it's funny i i was reading up on something they started playing arenas like like arenas like like for hockey arenas and basketball arenas before mtv even heard of them in the 80s 
That's how popular they were that quickly. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, they got big so quick after uh, their first album and second album. They were still a support act for Ozzy Osbourne in, like, 85 because of Master Puppets. But they... Just JT, obey your master, master, master. Yeah, literally. Obey your master of puppets. They, I, I, I just... I have to see them live at one point. I just don't want to go deaf. You know what I mean? So, um, I, and I, I do know they are playing New York City and Central Park in about 10 days at a festival. So it's pretty interesting. So uh, you, I, you I, I cannot go. Uh, I probably won't. I'd rather see them in a bit of, on their own at, instead of at a festival, if that makes sense. Because then you got to wait for, you got to go through yeah. all the other people who are playing. It's going to take forever. Yeah, exactly. But, and plus, how can we forget Mariano Rivera? Of the New York Yankees, in the Sandman, he used that as his intimidation tactic to win a bunch of games. So. He uses it as his. He uses that as his, his open song, as his walk-in song, his walkout song. Enter Sandman by Metallica. Yep. Yeah, when um so. they had his Mariano Rivera day, they actually yep. got Metallica to come play that live. That's that's awesome. Straight up, they actually got. Metal cut to come play it live. And he actually literally ran out when he was when they were playing when they were playing it. Yeah. And it's funny. There's one more thing about Metallica before we go on to our next. We're gonna switch over to different genres in a second. Uh different like different styles of rock and stuff and pop and stuff in the 80s in general. But Metallica, I mean. They they really won their success pretty quickly. Um, they like I said, they're they are I've not I cannot testify for seeing them live, but I've heard they are a powerful live act on stage and whatnot. So that's that's always a good time, of course. Is that but, on uh, your bottom list line? That's on your list that, of people to see. Yes, if Metallica is coming anywhere locally. Uh, not at a festival because I'd rather see them in like their own venue. I would like to see them at a venue on their uh, personally, but that's me. Is that so. one of the shows you're going to drag me to, or that's or Bruce is the only one you're going to drag me to? If you want to see Metallica, Bill, I will take you. Mm, I don't know. You said they're loud, so mm. I don't want. I don't want to go. Like, we have you bring earplugs no matter what. And plus, me with my you know what yes. issues. <laughs> Exactly. So I got. So I don't know. That might bother me. We'll. I'll think about it though. I need this time to contemplate and meditate on this thought. Yeah. But anyway. But but bottom line, Metallica. Check them out if you have not. And they're they formed in 1981. They had four albums in the 80s. They're just incredible in general. So check them out. Let's shift gears a little bit. Okay, we're shifting gears. Let's shift gears to more. We can stick with rock and roll from the 80s, but we'll go to different artists. Okay. Uh, I don't want to really, I don't really want to touch on, I had, we put that full disclosure, we, we put that Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joe. We talked about them a lot in the 70s last week. So if you want to hear what we have to say about Bruce Springsteen and Billy Joel and Elton John too, who were big in the 80s as well, if you want to hear what we have to say about them, just go back to last week's broadcast. Because I want to, I want to ask you really quick about with Billy Joel. Um, GAT, if you've seen the movie Step Brothers, there's a scene when they have a 80s Billy Joel cover band. No, I, I haven't seen that now. 
It's called, we are uptown girl. We are the top Billy Joel 80s government. Goes, Play piano, man. That was in the 70s, sir. We only do 80s Billy Joel. Um, and then like later on, they're playing, goes, do something from the stranger. Again, that was in the 70s. Um, yeah, people got to get their years right on stuff. You know, like JT, serious question. 70s Billy Joel or 80s Billy Joel? Which one you like better? He needs to think. What was that? 70s. Really? I kind of think that too. No, I, 80s Billy Joel was good too. 80s Joel was great. You had him. I mean, I like a lot of his stuff. I mean, well, I don't want to talk about it too much because we talked about a lot of them last week, but like, but Billy Joel has had success in three different decades. And now he's had more success today too than ever before, which is crazy. Yeah, but so like I said, if you want to hear us talk about more about him, go go listen to last week. Yeah, just to go go look up our, our, our segments for last week. I full disclosure, everyone. If you if you're listening to us on Spotify podcast, listening to us on podcast in general, on our YouTube channel, I actually take the time out of my day to cut up our show into different segments so you can watch individual segments of our show as well instead of just a two-hour video. So yeah, just to get whatever who has the time to sit here and listen to us talk for two hours? Literally. That's okay. Let's sh- but let's shift gears. We talked about Bruce last last week. We talked about Billy Joel. We talked about Elton John. Let's talk a- about '80s artist Tom Petty for a second. Is that okay? Can we do that? Uh sure. But wait, wasn't he more '70s though? He, you would think that, but he had so much success in the in the mid to late '80s and into the '90s too. Mary Jane's Last Dance was 1994. Free Fallen was '88 or '89. So we 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 could bring him up now. That's okay. And then we get this other artist. All right, cool. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yes, their first album was in 1976. So, yes, they first came out in the 70s. But I want to touch on them. Tom Petty, even as a solo act, he released a ton of music in the 80s. Uh, Everything from Full Moon Fever to um, uh, Full Moon Fever is a great album in general. So if you haven't heard of Full Moon Fever, you've probably heard of Free Fallen, Running Down a Dream. You've heard uh, I Won't Back Down. These are all great songs in general by Tom Petty. But uh, And they were in the 80s, 80s Tom Petty. So uh, Chatboard, help me out with some 80s Tom Petty albums. Like, oh, Don't Come Around Here No More. That's a great song. That was like 85, 86. So um, Bill, do you have any, do you have any favorite, favorite Tom Petty songs? From the eighties or just in general? Um, from the from the eighties, you could say free phone. You could say I won't back down. You could oh, say wait, no, uh, wasn't Ryan I won't back down the nineties? I won't back down. It was eighty nine? I fact checked. Well, that was ninety nine. No, no eighty nine. Yep, I checked. Okay, I do really like I won't back down. I won't back down. It's pretty good. You can scare um, me up in the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Yep. Um, you got uh, we're gonna look it up for a second because I'm forgetting some of his albums all of a sudden. Um, but he has had so much, uh, some ice cream. (laughs) Okay, it's okay. Uh, I'm like a five year old, I love ice cream. (laughs) Um, Bill is eating ice cream on a camera. So, all right, um, 
Southern Accents had uh, a couple songs on it. Long After Dark. I want to just check this. So Don't Come Around Here No More is a great song that he wrote in it was in 85. It was a big hit. Don't come around here no more. You know that one? Yes, I do know uh, that. The title track, Southern Don't Accents. No more that one. Yep, the best of everything. That's another song that's really good, too. Um, this album in general, Southern Accents, is pretty darn good. So he's uh, uh, Southern Accents was a good album in the 80s. Uh, and then if you want to go into the Long After Dark, he it had the big hit, You Got Lucky. I don't know if, I don't know if you know that one. It's like, I do not know that got, one. I know because it's like the. Dun, 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 dun. It's it's got like the synthesizer on it. I feel like I feel like if I played it, you know that one. I feel like if I played heard it, 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 you got lucky. It's like I forget what it was. Uh, it was a big hit for him in like the late eighties, and then the nineties he had a lot of success too. But um, but yeah, I mean, how, what can you say about Tom Petty? The guy who is a pioneer of rock and roll, Heartland Rock, and mainly in the eighties in general. But he, he, yes, he started in the seventies, but he had a lot of success in the late eighties as a solo artist as well. How could we forget that? Like the stuff, like st- stuff like "I Won't Back Down" and "Free Fallen." Those are all songs from his solo effort uh, from nineteen eighty-eight's "Full Moon Fever." And actually, funny thing that that album was produced by. Jeff Lynn from Electric Electric Light Orchestra. Did you know that? I did not know that. Now, now you do. So, uh, Jeff you know Lynn. You know, yeah, go ahead. You know who did the drumming for Tom Petty in the "I Won't Back Down" music video? Who did? Ringo. Oh, he did. No way. Yeah, who knows him? Oh, get out! I had no idea. I I, I didn't I didn't know that. So. Um, also nothing too about Tom Petty is that, I mean, this is more modern day, but he did play the halftime show back in like 2007, eight. Yeah. I think in there, right? yeah. In 2008 when the giants but, came back and beat the Patriots, that was one of the best days of my life. Oh, that was a good time. Oh, it oh, was a great time. P- Patriots suck. Just saying. Um, uh, no offense to our great, to our listeners who live in the great state of Massachusetts. Um, or the New Englanders, or I was like the Patriots, or this or that. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but um, outside of I mean, the, the guy was going into the 90s, too. He had a huge album with um, Into the Great Wide Open, which had the song Learning to Fly on it, which is actually a pretty good song, too. But Learning he, to fly. The, yep. But and he, the guy was. He, I never saw him live. He was coming to the area around us uh, in 2017 on his 40th anniversary tour, and I missed it. I was going to go, and I was on the fence, but I said, nah, I'll wait till the next time, and the next time never came. I never got to see Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Because October 2017, he died. Yeah, I was going to see him on that tour, and then sure enough, he he died. It was terrible. So, Did you buy you know, tickets to already or no? No, no, I was looking to buy a ticket, but I never went. I never, I never acted on it, which sucked because Tom Petty was one of my heroes. So he still is, but, um, but yeah, born in Florida, raised on Heartland Rock. He was a fantastic guy. What can you say? One of the best artists of that time period, too. Uh, Bill. Yes. 
Should we stick with Heartland Rock for a second? There's an artist I think that you would actually like that you might know who I'm talking about. Is and it uh you, does she does he sing about uh Jack and about a guy named Jack and a girl named Diane? He sure does. We're gonna talk about John Mellencamp. Little ditty about Jack and Diane. Yes, two American kids growing up by the best In they the can. And the heartland, yeah. Um, and how can we R-O-C-K in the USA? Pink Houses. John Mellencamp, ladies and gentlemen. Heartland Rock was starting to become the mainstream in the 80s. R-O-C-K more more. in the USA. R-O-C-K in the USA. Rocking in the USA. USA. Yeah. Don't sue us, anyone. But um, John Mellencamp. What can you say about John Mellencamp? Well, I mean, a pioneer Heartland Rock. He's a great musician too. He's just released an album this year, and he still does, he still does great stuff. So, yeah, he's still rocking. Yeah, um, um yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I just want to say to some people about the song "Pink Houses." Yeah, go ahead. You know, some people think about like pink houses, like they do the same way that about "Born in the USA," that it's a rah rah patriotic song. It is. It's really not. It's really no, pink fun. houses is about like racism and I think housing discrimination or something like that. Yeah, he John Mellencamp is we, we I look we refuse to take political sides here. No, but I just I, I no I just talk about okay, folks, listen. We don't get political here. When I do talk politics, it's usually in the context of what we're talking about. Exactly. Same here. So I'm not trying this to get political. I'm just talking about the context of the song. Um, Absolutely. Um, but like, here's an interesting fact: after um, after Springsteen shot Reagan down, because he wanted to use "Born in the USA" for his '84 campaign, he then went to John Mellencamp and he wanted to use "Pink Houses." Yeah. And Mellencamp said no. Uh, yeah, that was a tough time so, for everyone. Folks, uh, listen to the song before you want to use it for something. Um, yeah, before you hear the chorus, listen to the verses as well. Just saying. Yeah. But I like John Mellencamp. I even like some of his more modern stuff, too. I do, too. Remember when we did our our, our new albums by older artists uh, mm-hmm. show? Uh, that, that song, uh, that album, what do you call it? Um uh, something jackhanded or whatever it was. His most recent release was great. Yeah, it really was. Uh, a, a box full of rain or a life full of rain. Uh, it was. It's got a couple of songs featuring Bruce Springsteen on it. It's a really, really solid record too. I mean, John. John is a great artist. I mean, if outside of Jack and Diane, outside of Pink Houses, he's a really solid artist. So. Little Pink Houses yeah. for you and is that- you know what? I have a dumb question here. What is it? What is really Heartland Rock? So in the 80s, it was popularized by Bruce Springsteen, John Mellencamp, and Tom Petty, and even Jackson Brown to an extent. Like the, that whole that style of rock of like, you know, it's, it's got acoustic guitars. It's about like, you know, stuff like um, I'll give you an example, like songs like Pink Houses, songs like um Songs like uh, Don't Come Around Here No More. Don't Come Around Here No More. Songs like even Run Around Empty from the 70s. We talked about that last week. Even songs like um, 
Uh, Heartland Rock is just like it's it's like country influenced rock. I mean, Bruce Springsteen's Tunnel of Love. Will go, I, I, I'll touch on that album in a second, but like, because uh, we, we didn't really go off on. I'll talk about a couple of us at two albums in the eighties. But yeah, um, because Jay, because if we get JT on Bruce Springsteen, we will be here all night long, all night. We will get to him in a sec too. But good old Lionel Richie. But uh, but John, but you want to talk about Heartland Rock for a second? Let's talk about this. So Bruce Springsteen, Tunnel of Love, the song "Tougher Than the Rest," um, is a, a lot of country artists cover that song. Um, I don't know why, but people do. I just want to touch on this for a sec. So, Tunnel of Love was a su- surprise album by everyone in the eighties. I, I I contend truthfully. I contend this is one of his most underappreciated albums out there. I'm saying this on air, and I got to go off on it for a second, Bill, because the the lyric writing on this album, Tunnel of Love, it was written at a time in his life where he was looking up like he was in, he was married to Julianne Phillips, but he loved Patty Scaffa, his current wife. He yeah. was in a rough time in his life, so he wrote, he wrote songs about like relationships and stuff. A lot of people were turned off by that, but at the same time, Springsteen's Tunnel of Love is quite possibly one of the most underappreciated albums of the 80s. Rolling Stone Magazine put it on their list of 500 greatest albums of all time, like number 480-something. Really? Yeah. I mean, there might not there might not be like a really high number, but it's in the list. And because this was came off the heels of Born in the USA, like Born in the USA, oh, Dancing in the Dark, My Hometown, Glory Days, hit, 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 right? In the dark. I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec, too. I really love that album. song. Yeah. But like, Tunnel of Love was a surprise album. Like, it was almost like, what? He's talking about this and that, and Brilliant Disguise, One Step Up, Two Steps Back. What's going on? This is a great, great album. If you have not heard Tunnel of Love, by Bruce Springsteen. You want to know music that is that makes you think and can make you question your life. Like, let's say you're in a terrible relationship with a girl or a guy. Tunnel of Love might give you advice. Truthfully, I kid you not. So, just want to say that out there, everyone. Um, I've talked about that on our Bruce my, on my separate videos as well. But, but yeah, Tunnel of Love, great. Out. I, I will talk about Born in the USA for a sec too, because it was just it was a monster out. And Born in the USA was a monster album. It still is to this day a huge album. So. And a foreign land. I was born in the USA. I was. Yeah. And, and we're not. Folks, you all know what that song is really about. You're, you're all smart folk. We, we've literally talked about this album so much on this About 6,387 times. Literally, Bill and I have discussed this album so much. But we, we're not going to go into too much. All, um, we're just talking about Heartland Rock for a second, whatnot, but Bruce. But. This album was a huge, still, still sells. It's one of the best selling albums of all time. Mm-hmm. It just is. So, um, but we, we've talked about the title track, but, but the songs now too are really just solid, great songs. I mean, Cover Me, Darlington County, Working on the Highway, Downbound Train, I'm on Fire. I mean, No Surrender, Bobby Jean, I'm, <coughs> uh, I'm Going Down, Dancing in the Dark. Glory Days and My Hometown are 12 of the best. It's one of the best albums of all time. Regardless of what you think about him, it's one of the best albums of all time. It just is. So I don't want to go into it too much because we talked a lot about, about that. But Bruce, we got a lot of things we'd like to speak about. Yes, we got a lot of other stuff we got to cover tonight. But 
Born in the USA, phenomenal, phenomenal album. One of the best albums of all time. One of the best albums of the 80s. So, and everyone saw him on that tour too. Uh, let's talk to, let's talk about. JT, you already talked dirty to me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Bill. Uh, let's talk about two more artists in the 80s as far as like certain artists goes. And then we'll get into some bigger pop names in a second. So I want to talk to you guys. Because you know we have to talk about you know who. And we'll get to you know who when we get to him. We'll get to all these other artists in a little bit, guys. But I want to uh, at one point and some points on our show, I've talked about this, uh, this, this man and his band as being underrated. I don't really believe his 80s stuff is underrated. I believe his modern stuff is very underappreciated. And that's Brian Adams. Uh, we, we've talked about him a lot, actually. I mean, Reckless, Reckless is one of the best. It cuts like a knife, and Reckless, th- 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 those two albums are great. Um, but Brian Adams, in particular, I wanted to shed some light on him. The dude is was a huge summer of '69 is still played to this day because it was so big back then. Um, I saw Brian Adams live in 2019. I'm lucky enough to say that I did. Because then COVID hit, and then he he's been touring Europe like crazy right now. But I would love if he came back to the U.S. I would love to see him again. My dad has not seen Brian Adams yet. I gotta take him. I gotta take he, Bill as well. Uh, yeah, he was supposed to tour with Bon Jovi, remember? Yeah, and then COVID hit. He's like, thanks COVID. Yeah, Joe. thanks COVID. Yeah, he. But that that's the part I never understood. Brian Adams was opening up for Bon Jovi in 2020 before the shutdown happened. That is a very unusual shot, isn't it? Why? No, no. But he, Brian Adams, I, I, I'm going to get off my tangent. Brian Adams, Brian Adams is, why is Brian Adams opening as the opening act for Bon Jovi? Why? Why was that even a thing? That's what I don't get, Bill. Does that Why make sense? Confuse you, because I understand it's a big hit thing, and whatnot, but but when they said, "Oh, but Brian Adams is opening up for us," I said, "Why is Brian Adams opening up for you? Brian Adams? Is a big act? No, he is. I, yeah, I, I never, I never understood that about him. He just, I really wish more people would open up to him as an artist in general. He's just so good and reckless. I've played this album from start to finish on vinyl. Plug for Instagram a lot." I don't get why he's like, I don't know. I just, I'm a huge Brian Adams fan. His new stuff is incredible and no one listens to it either. So that's another thing too. But back in the eighties, the guy was on top of the world, which is great. You know, I got my first real six string. Did you buy it at the five and dime? Bought it at the five and dime. Played until my fingers bleed. Was the summer of 69. Yeah. You know what's another good one? Run to you. I'm gonna run to you. I love run to you. It's so good, Bill. No, it's another good one. Um, Which one? What's it? Um, Heaven. Heaven. Somebody cuts like a knife straight from the heart. The dude was on fire in the 80s. He was so good. You know what he did recently? On He did three shows over in England um, as a um, 
as a uh, he played albums from start to finish. I don't know if you heard. Did you hear about this at all? He played a different album. He had three sold out nights at like some Royal Hall in England or whatever. He yeah. played three albums, th- three different albums on three different nights from start to finish. Did you hear about this? Oh, I didn't hear about it. He played Cuts Like a Knife in full from start to finish. He played um, Waking Up the Neighbors with Everything I Do to Do It For You on it. That's 91. He played that album from start to finish. First time live for so many of the songs there, too. Then he also played another album from 1987 that I'm not too big on because it was just coming off records. It wasn't that big of a success was Into the Fire. He played that album for the first time live. And a lot of the songs in there for the first time live in general. Really? Um, yeah, you got to look this up. He, he, he broke out the vault for those three shows. And he really, I wish there was audio recordings of them because it was, you know, he's, he, he played so many hit songs. He played so many songs he hadn't played since like the 80s or 90s, which is crazy. So. But Brian Adams, phenomenal artist, phenomenal, timeless artist. What can you say, Bill? Yeah, what can you say about him? So, all right, we've said a lot about a lot of artists, about rock artists. Let's jump over to the pop side, shall we? Who should we start with first? Okay, should we start with um, His Highness, the King, or should we wait a little bit for him? The King of Pop, you want to save him for last? You know what? Let's save the king for last, shall we? Um, you want to, well, we did. Uh, I got an idea. Let's talk about Prince. We did talk about him. Um, we talked about him on Black History Month. Yes, we did. Uh, we talked about him back in February of this year, but I'm thinking we're not talking about him again. Genius. One of the best musicians that ever walked the earth, in my opinion. I only want to see. I only want to see you in the purple rain. Purple rain. Didn't Bruce cover that? Like after he died, he played that. The moment, the moment he died, Bruce Springsteen opened up his show with purple rain. Yep. Purple rain. That is a lighter song. That is a yeah. song. Hey, let's go crazy. Oh, I love that. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, no, let's go. Let's go crazy. Let's get nuts. Like, need we say more? Let's be real. Um, When doves cry. When doves cry, yep. When maybe I'm just too demanding. Maybe I'm just like my father. When doves cry, do 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 do. You know, Bill. Maybe we should party like it's 1999, huh? I think we should. Yes, even though that was 20 something years. That's next week. Come back next week for that. Yeah, come back next week when we talk about that song just for a little bit. (laughs) When we talk about the 90s. Yeah, we're gonna. Party like it's 1999, kids. We're going to party like it's 1999. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, Prince is... Prince. No, I really do like Prince. He was a phenomenal guitarist. Is he like one of those who you wish you saw? Actually, yeah. I, 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 didn't really know, I didn't really know too much about him until he died, which is unfortunate. 
but he was I left back I was like holy shit Prince was incredible like just guitar work songs everything everything about his band apparently I, I did mention this back in February and I want to bring it up again Prince Rolling Stone magazine did an, an article saying the top 25 or 50 acts to go see right now as of 2013 the top 50 live acts to go see live right now and who who rules the touring road right now in 2013 guess where he was on that list where so he was number two that's the second best act to go see at the moment who was number one bruce springsteen ah which i no surprise there for as far as like people because bruce like his bruce's set list change every night He'll he'll play he'll literally play anything he wants to play. Where instead he'll play anything. His band knows everything. Prince is the same way, but as far as energy on stage goes, that's a different story. I worked at a I worked at a I'm not gonna say where, but I worked at I worked somewhere where a guy was talking to me. He's like, hey, I saw he said he he said I thought the best show I've ever seen was Kiss, but when I saw Prince before he died, unbelievably great. As was performed. this? Uh, someone I knew at uh, one of my former jobs. So he was, uh, to my understanding, Prince was a legend forever. God bless. Yeah, he, he is. And we leave as he goes in the purple rain. Yes. I mean, that song in general, that whole album is like, it's a movie soundtrack too. So, but it's really great. So. It really is, and you know, you you know, it is really what. No, no, I really do like. I didn't really start getting into Prince until like after he left this earth. Yeah, I was the same way. And you know what? I feel like with these artists, and especially that one we're going to talk about a little later, it's really. That saying is true. You don't really know what you have. Till it's gone. Till it's gone. And maybe we should have appreciated him more when he was alive. I agree. I mean, the, that's the thing. You don't know. I mean, I, I hear stories on the time all the time. Like, Excuse me for one second. Oh. Keep talking. Yeah, sure. So I mean, I hear all these stories sometimes about like, like certain rappers that are dead now. Like they're, they're only like 20. Like I was not a fan of him, but Juice World. I mean, he died at the age of 21. I'm 23 years old. So I've, I've lived longer than Juice World did too. You know, that's, and these guys die so quickly. You have to appreciate them while you can, truthfully. You need to, if it's, it's a damn shame when people don't appreciate art when they're around and then they go and then they die. So, besides Prince, Prince, he was running- you know who it also was for me and it was a more modern artist. And you guys just talked about it on career retrospectives. Who? Chester Bennington. Oh, yep, yeah, for Lincoln Park. Yeah, I mean, that's another one. Yeah, it's like, listen, a lot of the appreciate music now when you got it, folks. Like, yeah. you never there's know not, what you have till it's gone. There's not too many of these artists left. So if you can go see, I mean, regardless of what you think of them, go see uh, Bruce Springsteen live. Go see Billy Joel. Elton John's retiring. Go see him while you can. You know, go see. Go see. You know, you name I, it, the Rolling Stones. I, I told you this when I went to go see um, Paul McCartney because when I when I got the tickets, I was supposed to go see my brother up for family weekend and his college. I said, hey, I'm not going to be able to see him, see you. 
I'm going to see Paul McCartney at the Garden. I'm going to see first. He's like, you better have a damn good reason. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see Paul McCartney. He goes, where's he playing? The Garden. Have fun. I'm like, you're not upset? Going, and I'm never going to forget this. And this ties everything together. He goes, Bill, how many more opportunities are you going to get to see him? Absolutely. He's getting up there in age. How many more opportunities are you going to get to see him? Same thing with the Who. Same thing with Mick Jet, the Stones and stuff like that. I mean, th- there's so many artists out there. You have to appreciate them while they're here. I mean, Prince left us way too soon. Yeah, he did. I mean, Kiss. I just saw Kiss back in May, and they were uh, incredible. Yes. At the same time, it's like I wanted to see them before they're done, before they, because they're on their farewell tour. I mean, I do believe that's their farewell tour and stuff. But like, also, another thing too, I'm seeing. That's why my thing is I want to see artists that are older, like it's from a certain time period. Like full disclosure, I have, a t- I have tickets to go see Smokey Robinson this fall on my birthday, on Saturday, October fifteenth, the day after our one hundredth episode. Yes, that'll be our one hundredth mixed bag coming up. So tune in for that as well on that Friday night because we're not going to have a, we're going to have a star filled panel as well. But like I said, I'm seeing Smokey Robinson. You're probably saying, well, why would you want to go see him? He's going to die soon. Well, no, I'm sure like, he's just, doing fine right now. He's still touring, so I'm sure he's in good health. He's but. 82, and he's still touring, yes. So he must be in good health. Or like when we saw the um, Temptations and the Beach Boys, you know, Otis Williams is 80 years old. Mike Love is 81 years old. Brian Wilson just retired at the age of 80, so there you go. I saw him twice. It's so, just, yeah, get, see these artists when you can, because... Yeah. And don't just say, oh, I'll put it off till next time, because... They might not be around next time. Look, uh, that happened with me with Tom. We just talked about Tom Petty. I didn't see Tom Petty. I didn't see Van Halen. I never saw Meatloaf. I wanted to see those three artists, and I never saw them because they were dead. They have passed on. They are no more. They have ceased to be. They have inspired and gone to meet their maker. They're a stiff, ripped of life. They rest in peace. If they weren't... Something they be pushing up the daisies. They got they kicked the bucket. They got off the twig. They run down the curtain and joined the choir invisible. These are ex people. Thank you, Bill. Um This is why I have you on. Thank you. <laughs> um, but look, so bottom line. <laughs> yes, literally. But we're not wrong. See these artists if you I, I Ringo Starr is coming to the area. I'm like, I'm on the fence about seeing him. I'm like, but because I, I haven't seen him yet, and I'd love to see him. So I've yeah. seen him. Damn you! I really want to see him though. Yeah, maybe I'll take you. Who knows? It's on a Friday night. When? The 23rd of September. It's next Friday. Mm. Okay, so what's our next? We'll, story? we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that uh, off air. But yeah. Okay. So. so what's that next? So what's the next topic? Uh the next artist we're gonna pick tonight. At- how about um, let's talk about since we're, we're we're talking about pop artists, so for the most part, yeah. How about uh, okay? We have to talk about her. It's the eighties. We have to talk about her. Whitney Houston. Well, no, I was thinking someone else, but we can talk about Whitney Houston. We'll talk about Whitney really quick. Yeah, Whitney. You you're not a big Whitney Houston fan. I am not. I. I. I I have nothing against her and her music. I just don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not. I, 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 I respect the hell out of her. I think that her music was incredible for what it was. And I like, mean, listen, I, she had a hell of a voice. 
Oh, no doubt about it. Like she had what she had a hell of a voice. Yeah. You know, she had a really big set of pipes on her. Sure did. Like she was basically the Aretha Franklin of the 80s. Yeah, she was incredible. I mean, like there, there's no denying it, though. She was a a legend as well. Uh, I just, as far as her pop music goes, I I, I was just not a fan. I, 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 and that sounds like a sin for some people, but I, I just, yes, lay it on me. So, I just, uh, I, I, JT, you don't want to dance with somebody? No, Bill, I do want to dance with somebody, with somebody who loves me. So who knows? But I um, well, Whitney Houston. What can you? I mean, you talk about just pop music in general. She was the defining person of that decade. She really was. She could sing a ballad. She could sing a um. She could sing ballads. She could sing pop songs. She could sing just about anything. See, really, she had the voice to do everything. So. Yeah. And how will I know if she really loves me? Like, like, you know, there's actually a biopic of her coming out, like, I think in December. I heard it's called I Want to Dance with Somebody or whatever. It's called I, I Want to Dance with Somebody. I mean, hey, is a bi- who's playing her? Jennifer Hudson? I think so. I don't know. I might be, I'm not sure who, who's playing her. I, I mean, I might not go see it, but I know tons of people who might want might go to see go it, see it because it's might get out of the house, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, but I mean, Whitney Houston, what can you say? True art, true, true pop artist. And of course, the song that makes grown men cry. And And I will always love you. You, yep. Yeah. From she didn't even Lottie write that song. King. What was that? You know who wrote that? Dolly Parton. Uh, correct. Yep. There you go. And you know who actually, and you know who actually wanted to do, and you know who actually wanted to do the song, but Dolly Parton said no. Who? Elvis. Really? Yeah. El- I could see that. Dolly Parton turned down Elvis. That takes guts because he, he had a voice too. So, nah, but you know what? To think if Elvis did do that song, I think Whitney Houston's version would have blown it out of the water. No offense to the king of rock and roll, but no, I agree with that. I, I can see that totally. So, but yeah, Whitney Houston, one of the queens of pop music, one of the best of who's ever sung in general, who just who still to this day, she might be dead still, but she, her. Songs will live on forever on adult contemporary, on pop, you name it. So, yeah. So, okay. You know, what's the other female one I was thinking about? Okay. We kind of have to talk about her. Are we talking about, you know, who? Her, her. Yes, we're talking about Madonna. We're talking about Madonna. Okay, talk to me, Bill. What do you got? We kind of have to. I don't want to, but we have to. Um, Yeah, I mean, she's... And I think she's just weird. She's just a weird person. Um, 
No, you, you go around asking you marry a Brit talking a British accent. You're not British, Madonna. Stop acting like you're British because you're not. That aside, that aside, um, damn it, it's not, it's not the 90s anymore. I can't make any Madonna jokes. Um, anyway, um, um, there are some songs I like, I like by her. Okay. Holiday is a guilty pleasure. Holiday. I love Holiday. That's one of mine. So nice. Holiday. Everybody spread the word. JT, spread the word. Yes, spread the word. Vacation. If we took a holiday. Anyway, um, like a prayer, get into the groove. Get into the groove. That is a really good song. We'll talk about like a prayer in a second, but um, get in the groove. That is just a you know fun dance song. Um, yeah. and of course, like a virgin, he touched for the very first time. Yes, when uh, when she rolled around at the MTV Music Awards that night. Everyone thought she was ending her career, but it turns out she became the biggest movie star in the world, uh, the biggest music star in the world. She was the biggest music star in the world. And yeah. Yeah, but you know, um, the song Like a Prayer, there was, you know, there was actually a big controversy behind that music video. No, what was it? Because there was a scene when in the music video when she's in a church. Okay. And she's dancing and she's dancing um she's in a skimpy outfit and she started making out with a saint statue. Oh, all right. So as you can tell the Catholic Church didn't take too kindly to that. They would have. Yeah, they didn't the church didn't really Not at take all. kindly. Uh, to I don't think they would have at all. So, listen, yeah. it's it's just, funny how like it's what, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was gonna say. I, I, I would say like I feel like people today nowadays want to dress like Billy Eilish. Yeah. At the same time, every girl back in 1985 wanted to dress like Madonna. Just like Madonna. Yeah, I feel like everyone in the high, back then was like Madonna's the best thing ever. You know. So. Yeah. Um, you know, she actually gotten. To a feud with Elton, she's gotten to a few feuds with Elton John. I've heard about this. Yes, one was she goes, goes I didn't know lip syncing counted as singing. Ooh. And and I think one of the things was is because Madonna made some comments about Lady Gaga, who is Elton John's son's godmother. Godfather. So Elton John godmother, basically hit back. Um. Yeah, so, but, um, but yeah, Madonna, she's one of those artists I could really take, I could take her or leave her in all honesty. I don't despise her, but no, I don't, of course. But I'm not like, oh my God, if I don't listen to Madonna, I'm going to die. Like, I don't absolutely love her, but I don't despise her though either. She's one of those, I could take her or leave her. Um, yeah, absolutely. She's like. Yeah. I do like Like a Prayer. There is actually, um, in 2010, when Haiti got hit with that terrible earthquake. Yeah. They actually, um, 
they actually got they actually um Madonna came and they did like a more stripped down version of that song with a gospel choir and everything. It was awesome. To be honest, okay. I actually prefer that version to the original. Really? I actually like that version better than the original. Like original, like I kid you not. I actually the day after the 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 Hope for Haiti thing. I literally downloaded that song on my iPod. Oh, wow. Look, it was from the album because any every donation, every purchase, donations would go right to the relief effort in Haiti. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I also did my good deed, too. So good for you, Bill. Do your good deeds. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, but uh, JT, like I said, um, Madonna, I could take a relief her. What do you think? I'm the same way. I mean, I'm not like the big. I'm not a. Outside of her hits, I'm not like a big Madonna girl, Madonna guy. So, sorry everyone. I'm having like a, like a hard time here, processing everything. But, but it'll be so nice. It'll be so nice. Everybody spread the word. Do, do, yeah. do, 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 do. But um, yeah. So, yeah, Madonna. We could take her or leave her. Um. You know, speaking of female pop artists, you know what I, I just, this is a random one. You know what I just thought of? What? What are your thoughts on Sydney Lauper? Well, Bill, girls do just want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. They sure do. And she's, she's now more famous for the psoriasis commercials, too. You haven't seen a lot of them. Yeah, she has. She's a. She was enormous too. I mean, girls just want to have fun. Um, time after time. Time after time. There's a couple other ones there, but she really only had like a couple hits. Yeah, she really did. Was True Colors in the seventies or eighties? Uh eighties. Yep, that's a nice song. Um. You know what? I'm kind of drawing a blank on her. Uh, she she only had like the couple of hit songs. That was it. Yeah, she was no Madonna. No, no, but she she's more known nowadays as the psoriasis commercial girl, which that's not a slur to her whatsoever. Because Cindy Lauper back in the day was still huge. So oh, she was. I mean, some people are like, well, Madonna versus Cindy Lauper. Madonna was a was the queen. So oh, absolutely. That's not even a question. Yeah. Okay, JT, is it that time? We have one more before we get to the king. Okay, what do we have to get to? We have to talk about this, Bill. Oh, boy, we got to talk about something. What are we going to talk about, my friend? Okay, okay, we can talk a little George Michael. Careless Whisper, though, is a bop. think about when i hear that what deadpool wham yes it got a resurgence because of deadpool it's so great um deadpool 
And also, you know, I don't know if I ever told you this story. Um, when my brother did a promposal to the girl he went to prom with, yeah. he actually had someone, it was on a, either a trumpet or a saxophone, when he asked her to play the that's dope <laughs> that is awesome that's flat i, I gotta remember that <laughs> that's actually genius yeah but um careless whisper is a great song i mean wham in general i mean with george michael and wham, we'll, we'll mesh them together but george michael and wham and jt you know. the dude the bug do the jitterbug. Jitterbug. Wake me up before you go, go, go. Don't leave me hanging on a black stone. Before you go, go. Take me dancing tonight. That song is such a guilty. It's so gay, but it's so great, though. You have to admit, though, it is, it is a really like, I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry. I had to say that. It is. It's such a great song, though. Though, wait, wait, before you go, go. Oh, it is a great song. It just gets you in the mood. You're like, all right, let's go. Here we go. So great. It's just such a fun song. It's such a fun song. I love that song. I'm, I'm getting a bop now. I'm starting to dance in my head here. I'm like, yeah, let's go, man. Katie Buck. Uh, one day, you and I should just randomly just go out and dance to that song. We should just randomly just. <laughs> Go out, play this song, and wake me up before you go go. We'll have to we'll have to go for a little cruise and we'll just a little drive. And we'll just do that. That'd be great. And you know who we're bringing with us? Who? You know we have to bring him. Doctor. Doctor Favaro. Okay. Yes. Okay. We got to bring Doctor Justin Favaro and Doctor Matt Hensley. We we got to bring Matt Hensley. We have to bring Matt Hemsley to this. Yes. You're yes, coming yes. with us, Hemsley. Dr. Hemsley, you are coming with us. Yes. Whether you like it or not, you're coming with us. Oh, my God. Um, we should just, like, literally drive around and just blast that song. With a speaker. Not in the car, <laughs> but like in the backseat. Yeah. We yeah. do the jitterbug. It's so funny. It's such a great song, I have to admit. Yeah. Um... Okay, was Faith the 80s or 90s? Faith was the 80s, like 88, I think, yeah. Because you gotta have faith. That was a, That's actually my favorite George Michael song. It's really good. Good one, too. Baby, I know you're asking me to say, say please, please, please don't go away. Before this river becomes an ocean. Before you throw my heart back on the floor. And then, oh, yeah. but then 10 years later, that song got ruined by Limp Biscuit. Oh, rip. Oh, guess what, Limp Biscuit? We're doing a top 10 worst covers list just so we can bash you for that. Just so I can bash you for that. Congratulations, Limp Biscuit. Oof. <laughs> oh, bet we can't wait for that list. You gotta, you're gonna get a tongue wagon from me. From I'm Bill, take my that. finger at you and tell you how terrible you are. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I bet um, you all can't wait to watch that. But anyway, um, I can't wait to do that after our 100th. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but anyway, uh, we'll see when we do it. Um, yeah. But George Michael, George Michael is absolutely 
is absolutely great. Um, Love a jitterbug. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Too bad he's gone. Yeah. Another one who left us way too soon. Yeah. Did and he died on Christmas. AIDS? What was that? Did he have AIDS or no? I don't know what he had. I forgot. But uh, but, but that did, did we talked about this during our Christmas special. Yeah. He died did, on did, Christmas. So it was technically his last Christmas. <laughs> Not that we're laughing that he's dead, but it's kind of cool. No, but that's, that headline was priceless. It's like George Michael last Christmas. <laughs> it's so funny. It's not funny that he died, but just the headline was funny. It's, it's just kind of ironic. Yeah. Because the moment I found out he died, I was at home for Christmas with my family. Guess what song was playing on the radio? Last Christmas. Last Christmas. That's actually scary. Scary crazy. It's like they predicted it. But, yeah, George Michael. Because you got to have faith. Sorry. And now I have George Michael, like, wake me before you go-go stuck in my head now. Hey, it's not a bad song <laughs> to have stuck in your head. It just makes me smile like a jitterbug. <laughs> it's a, it's so, a good song. But like I said, you, me, Favaro, and Hensley. We're driving around. Yes. We're going to just randomly go out in the car and start dancing to that song and see how people react. Make me, wake me up before you go, go. Don't leave me hanging on a block of stone. Wake me up. I have, a, I have a better idea, Bill. Why don't we just go to karaoke night? We can do that. Wake me up before you go. Okay, how intoxicated am I going to have to be to do that? Uh, I'll do it for you. It'll be so funny. Wake me up. It'll be so funny. Because you don't drink. You'll be totally sober. I'll be totally... I'd I'd probably have to have... To do that, I'm going to be honest with you, folks. To do karaoke, I'd probably have to have a few drinks in me. So... Oh, God. (laughs) After that, anything goes. Um, (laughs) And then the next day, I won't remember it. I'm like, hey, uh, JT, do you remember what happened last night after I had that... uh, After I had that fifth drink... Do you remember what happened last night, JT? Because I don't. You were dancing. You were dancing on the table to a uh, careless whisper. Oh, well, pretty cool. Uh, do you have a video of that? Uh, no, it, it it exploded on Facebook after someone else got it for you. Oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but but okay. uh, but George Michael, what can you say? So, what can we say about George Michaels? Well, okay, speaking, my friend, is it that time? Michael? Well, my friends, the time has come. To raise the roof and have some fun. We have to talk about him. We talked about him last week as a child. Now we talk about him as a man. As an adult. He the as Barry Gordy said in his eulogy. You tell me if you agree or disagree with the statement, JT. Go ahead. As Barry Gordy said in his eulogy at his memorial service, the King of Pop was not a big enough title for him. The, the correct title would be the greatest entertainer that ever lived. Yep. Okay. Like if you of cotton music icons, he is up there with. He, he did, Michael Jackson did for the 80s what Elvis did for the 50s, what the Beatles did for the 60s. Now, listen, regardless how you feel about him, with the questionable decisions he made, 
yep. with the questionable decisions that he made later on. Um, this guy was a freaking icon. This guy was a freaking icon. He he really was. Absolutely. You know, because he was one of the few, because, you know, we talked about him last week when he was a kid with the Jackson 5. He is one of those few child stars who have continued success when they're adults. Yeah, it's true. Like, like, um, like he was one of the few to have actual to have success after his after his childhood. But yep. not just like some success. He had do we we have to talk about it. Thriller, the greatest album of all time. Oh well, not the greatest, that you know. The biggest, most successful selling album of all time. It had sold over 70 million copies. Mm-hmm. Mm, which it has, of course. Okay, there were music videos before Thriller, but Thriller Correct. absolutely put a stamp on it. Yeah, I mean, he was the guy that MTV needed. Like, it, have you have you ever seen that music video? I have. Yes, it, it's like a mini film once you think about it. Absolutely. It's close to midnight. Something evil's lurking in the dark. Cause this is thriller. Um. Yeah. Like that is that perfected the music video. And that taught the rest of the industry is hey, if you gotta make it, you gotta you gotta be on MTV. And also what and also later what happened, um, you know, Thriller, of course, my favorite song from Thriller is actually Beat It. With the guitar solo by the late, great Eddie Van Halen. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. to Eddie EVH, man. Yeah. No one wants to be defeated. Show them how yeah. stuck Yeah. But you know what? There's one song we'll talk about in a second because that ties into something else. Um yeah. There is, you know, he did a duet with Paul McCartney on that one, The Girl Is Mine. I love that song. Girl is mine. Very underrated. And I've said this before. What's also a very underrated song off that album is the song Human Nature. Oh, of course. I think that song is extremely underrated. I agree 100%. Yeah, it really is. Um, but no, Thriller was the album that really just catapulted him into stardom. And yep. no, but you know what was the exact moment that really catapulted him? What's that? 1983. He, um, and this actually is an interesting story. Him and his brothers were asked to do a Jackson 5, the Jacksons reunion. Again, listen to I talked about last week why they changed from the Jackson Five to the Jacksons, but here's the short version. When the Jackson Five left Motown to go to CBS Records, Jackson Motown still owned the rights to the Jackson Five name, so they just went with the Jacksons. But 
anyway, they wanted to do a Jackson 5 reunion for the 25th anniversary of Motown for their special. And at first, Michael Jackson didn't want to go on because he said, I've been doing enough TV nowadays because Barry Gordy literally had to literally had to beg Michael Jackson to go on. Yeah. He's like, he said, come on, Michael, people want to see you and your brothers. And if you heard what I talked about last week growing up, Michael didn't really have the best childhood. Um, and I got to address something in a little bit. Um, but anyway, um, and, and he goes, oh, I'll just sit in the audience. And he goes, no, come on, Michael, want, the, the crowd wants to see you and your brothers. I said, okay, I'll perform my brothers, but you got to give me, but I have one condition. And Barry Gordy says, what? I want a solo spot. And, you know, he did, he, they did, he did his Jackson five reunion with the brothers. And then when the the brothers left the stage, he had his stop. He had his spot, got his hat and then doom, 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 doom. Told my lady, dance till three. And then the moment that shook music history. When Michael Jackson did the moonwalk. Yep. That was literally the moment that. That changed the world. That that literally changed music history. It really did. It literally did. Um, But. Yeah, and I think that was the moment that really launched Michael Jackson into stardom. That really cemented everything. And, you know, of course, the 80s, you know, his other great album, Bad. Hey, JT, who's bad? I love that song. I'm bad. You move. About the world again. Who's bad? Yeah, but two of my favorite Michael Jackson song. One of them being my favorite Michael Jackson song. One of them being, of course, one of them being. Okay, "Man in the Mirror," great song. Oh yeah. Because you know that song really asks us to look at ourselves. If you want to make the world a better place. Take a look at yourself and make the change. Yeah. And I, I really like the way you make the way you make me feel. I like that one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That one's a great one. But you know, my favorite song off that album. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Any any okay? You've been hit by a smooth criminal. Yeah, guess what, Alien Anthor? That top 10 worst covers list? I'm going to rant about you, too. Watch it, oh, guys. God. I ain't fooling around here. What? Wait, guys. I can't wait to bash you and Limp Biscuit to Kingdom Come. Maybe not Alien Anthor. I don't know. I'll see what kind of mood I'm in. Um, yeah, I- I'm not going to give away any more spoilers if where we do the top 10 Morse covers episode, but um, 
But no, have you ever seen the music video to uh, Smooth Criminal? I actually have not seen the music video. Oh, it's great. It's great. Like Michael just walked into this bar. It's dead silence. And ow! Like, yeah, my. What can what else can we say about Michael Jackson? Like, what what literally can we say about him? The king of pop. The king of pop, or as Barry Gordy said, the greatest entertainer that ever lived. Like this guy, like okay, this was in the nineties, but in nineteen ninety three, yeah, he actually did the Super Bowl halftime show. That's correct. Yep, he that actually broke the record of the most watched of the biggest TV audience at the time. You know what record that broke? Which one? That broke the record of when the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, when Mike, Michael Jackson's Super Bowl halftime performance break broke the audience record of when the Beatles played on Ed Sullivan. That's crazy. So that is... That is so like an album after album after album. And like, listen, again, say what you want about later about, you know, the questionable decisions he made. But yeah, listen, a lot of people have had things to say about him that weren't so great. And like, listen, he. You know what, like, this brings up an interesting thing, JT. Do you think maybe sometimes, you know, because of the questionable decisions Michael Jackson had done, um, do you think sometimes you got to separate the art from the artist or? Oh, most definitely. I mean, you can't just associate with him with, like, being a what he did, you know? Yeah, and you know what? He was acquitted by a jury of his peers, so, but. You know, again, I know some of the stuff that has come out after his death, but you know what? Like I said, you got to separate the art from the artist. And like, listen, I'm not condoning what he did. Do not take take it that way. I am not condoning what Michael Jackson did. If he did what he did, then yes, that was wrong. Yeah. That was totally wrong if he did that. But – we can't have the purity yeah. test for every music yeah. artist that we listen to. We really can't. Like, you no, know how no, many, you know how many of my songs on my iPhone I'd have to delete because the people who did those songs were terrible people. A I'd lot. have to delete a lot of them. Yeah. Like, you know how many of my vinyls I'd probably have to throw out because not every one of the musical artists I listened to were a bunch were Boy Scouts. A lot. Exactly. It's like, true. Listen again. Like you can can you can still like his music, but that doesn't necessarily mean you condone what he did. Like you could still call that out and say that was wrong. Exactly. And but that doesn't mean you have to. But that doesn't mean you have to say his because as a friend of mine once said, great singer. Great dancer, but a screwed up person. But I wouldn't really say uh, th- those are his words. But but what yeah. I'm trying to say is here, 
we shouldn't give a purity test to every musical artist because then we wouldn't be able to listen to any music. Exactly. That's just the truth. Yeah. Um, but no, there was a time, like, like I said, Michael Jackson was the biggest star on the face of the planet. He really was. Yeah. And, and like I said, what the fifth, like the fifties had Elvis, the sixties had the Beatles. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't think the 70s really had like that icon, like how El- the 50s had Elvis, the 60s had, had the Beatles, the 80s had Michael Jackson. I don't think really the 70s had like that icon. You know what I mean? Uh, there was a, f- I mean, this is a conversation for another time, but yeah. Oh, we should have had this conversation last week. <laughs> um, oh, you're right. I mean, there, there was, I mean, I, there's a few I could think of, like Marvin Gaye, but that's about it. Oh, Okay, Marvin Gaye. I'll put him in there, but it's like a defining figure. I mean, I would say so, but that's that's back in the seventies. Yeah, but you know, there was there was only a few artists. Like I said, the three biggest music artists I think on the face of the planet: Elvis Presley, the Beatles, and Michael Jackson. Um. Yeah. Anything yep. else to say? Or no? Do we have anything else, or or is that it? Uh, there's two more bands I'd like to touch on. If that's okay. Okay, that's cool. Uh, and then we could wrap it up after that. If, if, if you if you have nothing else, I think I'm good. Okay, All right. unless I think of something in these next two bands, because I always do. And because uh, after these two, I, I, that's all I really got. But if you wanna if you wanna talk about it anymore, let me know. Okay. But uh, um, what do we got? The first one is it. We we didn't really touch on new wave bands per se. Yeah. Because I like I just like for full disclosure, everyone. If you follow us on Instagram, you should. Uh, you should. Not, I saw Tears for Fears um, back in the in June of this year. They were great. I, I'm gonna slide. I'm gonna slide through these really. This is not. This is not the two I wanted to pick. But um, this is one. Just a, a handful that I want to pick really quick. Tears for Fears, ladies and gentlemen, is a great band. They put out great content. They were their most recent album, The Tipping Point. We talked about. On our older artists meet makes newer music uh, special. We did that as well. Tears Fears is a great band. They are so great. They still really release great music to this day. Highly recommend you check out Tears Fears. Everybody, everybody wants to rule the world. Shout, uh, shout, uh, shout, yep. let it all out. And These are the things I can do without. Come on. Yep. If you if you if never heard of Tears or Fears outside of everybody wants to rule the world, get on it. Sowing the seeds of love, anyone? I mean, I mean, like even uh, head over heels, anyone? Or even their most recent album, The Tipping Point, anyone? This is a really great bit. They're they're still making great music to this day. We talked about Tears for Fears on our uh, older new albums by older artists episode. And we talked about the tipping point. Get on the tipping point if you haven't already. It's a really solid record. It's like 45 minutes, too. It's really quick. It's got like eight songs, 10 songs, but it's really great. Tears for Fears is one band I wanted to touch on. The next one I wanted to touch on was Simple Minds, Bill. Don't you obviously they, forget about yeah. me. They always have Don't You Forget About Me and whatnot. And they've had a live and kicking. They've had all the things she said. But you want to talk about a band that is doing really well to this day. So it has a new album coming out this fall, later, later next month or the month after. Mm-hmm. Simple Minds is a great band. In fact, they're so under the radar nowadays 
I actually messaged, I texted a friend of mine. I said, and I said to him, I said, you have to listen to this album immediately. He's like, who's Simple Minds? And I said, Andrew, it's don't you forget about me, the same band. He's like, what? That's how out of touch people are nowadays with Simple Minds. Yeah, you know what so, made that song more popular after Breakfast Club? What, what, what after Breakfast Club? What made that what made that song more popular? And it took place like nearly thirty years later. Oh, what was? Oh, yeah. What? What am I gonna say? Let's hear it. You're gonna say Pitch Perfect, the movie. Pitch Perfect, and this is the and now this is the time when I say Anna, call me. I haven't done that in a while. Anna Kendrick, if you're wondering. Anna Kendrick, if you're wondering how you can reach Bill Murphy, you can call us or tweet to us at Superview Show and call us at 1-800-GOT-BILL. Anna, call me. Um, if you're single, Bill is single too. He's a great guy. Just saying. JT, be my way bad. Uh, I, Anna, it's great to meet you. Bill is a big fan, and he's got a huge crush on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Now, oh, Sorry, man, How would be if she but, tweeted no. at us? But, okay, okay. Sorry. Let's she, she's going to be like replying. To our Instagram feed, one, but Simple Minds. Back to doing, don't, don't, back to don't you forget me and Simple Minds. Jim Kerr is a great head for this band. Simple Minds as a band in, in general is just really great. I mean, they they outside of Don't You Forget About Me, they have a lot of other great songs too. So check them out too. But they were massive in like '85 as well, you know, because they had the big hit with Don't You Forget About Me and Alive and Kicking and stuff like that. Um, oh Jungle Land, like there's a lot of great songs on that album. Um, on the once once upon a time album. Yep, that's what it was. Um, but those are not those are two bands that I wanted to bring up because I I'm really into them now because of their most recent releases. But there's two bands I want to touch on really quick, and we'll end on. If you got any more, Bill, this now now's your chance. Okay, what else you got? I got NXS. Do you know who NXS is? Vaguely. Okay, so first things first, Bill, get on it. NXS was as one of the biggest bands of the 80s. The way U2 was big, we'll mention that in a sec. The way U2 was big in the 80s and the way like Bruce Springsteen was big in the 80s, NXS was that as well. They were, and they're almost forgotten about nowadays because, I mean, Kick was a huge album for them in general. I love NXS. I love NXS. Don't Change, Never Tear Us Apart, um, uh, What You Need. These are great songs by a band that is sort of underappreciated now by today's standards. They, I mean, they were huge in the eighties and early nineties and whatnot, but like suicidal blonde and other great songs. By them. But like what need you tonight? New sensation. These are really great songs by a fantastic band that get, it was almost forgotten about nowadays. Cause Michael Hutchins, God rest his soul. He died in like 1999 or 98. Uh, he killed himself, unfortunately. Very sad. Very, 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 very sad. He was a gift. His vocalist was, he was a great vocalist in general. But in excess, his band was incredible. They are just an incredible band. Never Tear Us Apart is a great, fantastic song. I love. They ruled the charts in the late 80s just as much as you 2 did. Just as much as any other band did. But the, you want to talk about New Wave? In Excess is a great band to listen to, guys. In Excess, I cannot emphasize this enough. In Excess is a great, fantastic band that gets overlooked a lot by most artists today. I mean, I mean, some when, they're from Australia, and they were awesome. Just, just flat out awesome. 
100%. Okay, I, I thought of two more bands to talk about. Go ahead. Okay, I know you, you actually just posted a meme today on Facebook saying that this band is overrated. Oh, God, here we go. Motley Crue. They were, the, the, but you cannot deny though how Motley Crue was big in the eighties. I, I, I am, I am not a fan of Motley Crue. Full disclosure, I am yeah. not a fan of Motley Crue. At I all. know. Now, I actually heard a story about one of them. I forgot who it was. Actually, shot off like a flare gun in the hotel in their hotel room. They were wild. They were a band that was out of control, very much on the wild side of stuff. They were, they were crazy back in the 80s well they were nuts they were yeah like you know girls 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 kickstart my heart and home sweet home my favorite what's that my my favorite motley crew song dr feel good dr feel good i've actually always said if i ever become a major league baseball pitcher how Mariano had Enter Sandman. I want Dr. Feel Good to be my walk-in song. You would get a lot of praise. I'll tell you He's that the one they called the Feel Good. He's going to make you feel all right. He's the one they called the Feel Good. Yeah, I just, I am not a Motley Crue fan whatsoever. I'm not a fan of them. Um, but I, I will acknowledge that they were enormous back in the day. I mean, it, it's funny. They, they were a band that really did their best to just, and also, they really were into like, Lack of a better word, sex, girls, you name it. The song Girls, Girls, Girls. I had this conversation today. This Girls, Girls, Girls is about strip clubs and girls, whatever they would tour and go out, wherever. They live that life like crazy. No. Of course. Oh, how did you know? Of course they were, Bill. That was sarcasm. Of course. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. But they were. I mean, they were huge. I mean, they're on their stadium tour. Vince Neil, I heard, sounds terrible, though, on their tour, though. I will say that. I heard he just sounds awful, like vocally-wise. I, I, a friend of mine, shout-out to my friend Christian, who saw them on the stadium tour they, when they were in New York. He said that Vince Neil, his vocals were drowned out, and he, he could barely sing anymore. I'm like, why are you still touring? If you can't – he said it was almost as bad as Bon Jovi. Yeah, and he's had his issues too. Oh yeah, he's he's a different guy now too. So he's not that skinny mini guy from the eighties. He's more like uh uh I don't know. I just I, I I could never get into them. I never liked them to begin with. I mean, they, they, they they're like a lot of their songs didn't have a lot of depth in them. I'm not saying all songs need to have depth, but I'm just saying for me personally, I am just not a big fan of. Their oh, style a, with, with Vince Neil, there was a celebrity wife swap episode when his girlfriend swapped what when he swapped his girlfriend with Gunnar Nelson's wife. Um, and I yeah, remember I mean, Gunnar's like, because he's talking, to us, Who's your husband? Well, my boyfriend is Vince Neil of Motley Crue, and Gunnar Nelson is like this, you know, uptight, and he's like. My wife is with Vince Neil of Motley Crue. I'm scared. And uh, celebrity wife swap my guilty pleasure. But anyway, um, but yeah, like I can see why you think they're overrated, though. Um, I, mean, I just and also they they were also part of the bands 
that tried to copy um, grunge. And when, when we get to that, well, I'm going to bring this up. That's next, next week. week when we talk about the, when we talk about the '90s. A lot of hair metal acts started copying grunge bands, sound wise and stuff. Like they they diverted so that. Think about it. So and we'll talk about this more next week. Grunge kind of killed hair metal. Oh, it without a doubt. Nirvana and Pearl Jam hit. Forget it. They were wiped off the map. Like again, folks, we will talk about that next week. Yeah, and you the, get to hear me rant cool. about my overrated band again. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. Um, I don't know, really know if this other band is really worth talking about that I was thinking about. Um, Which band? I was thinking about Oreo Speedwagon. Are they really worth talking about? Or there's not much to say. I can't oh, break this feeling. Like... Take it on the run. Keep on loving you. They are. They kind of did continue the whole power battle thing. There we go. Good night. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, uh, we. Uh, I was gonna mention you too because they were just huge in the eighties as well. Yeah, well, they we'll talk about that really. Seventies, so, right? They started in nineteen seventy nine, but their biggest success was in the late eighties. You want to talk about them or no? Yeah, sure, sure. This will be the. When did Sunday Bloody Sunday come out? All right, cool. Eighty three. Eighty three. I believe. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I've heard people say that they're overrated. I mean, I, I look, all art is subjective. Like, I don't, I'm not a fan of Motley Crue. I'm a big U2 fan. Some people are the complete opposite. Some people hate them. Some people love them. I don't really care. But I just, my thing is, I acknowledge great, greatness when I see it. And some people are like, oh, there's, to me, like, U2 is a band that has always stood out to me personally as a band that wanted to do good in the world. If you know, I mean, they're from Ireland. I mean, they 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 have a lot of history behind them. They are very highly, regardless of what you think of them, they are very highly successful. They're one of the biggest bands out there, so ever to begin with. So um, people can hate them all they want, but they're still one of the biggest bands in the world. Um, but they had their biggest success though in the in the mid to late in the eighties with Sunday Bloody Sunday. In 83, 84 is the Unforgettable Fire album with Prime the Name of Love on it. Then 1987 was the Joshua Tree. With or without you. With or without you. I still find what I'm looking for with the streets have no name. Big, 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 big songs uh, that really filled stadiums, packed arenas. They were the biggest band in the world in 1987. Arguably one of the biggest bands in the world in 1987. Sunday, bloody Sunday. It's funny. I've always, I've always wondered who was the bigger band in 1987, Def Leppard with Hysteria or U2 with the Joshua Tree. That is a good question. I, I, I don't know how to answer that, but I mean, like we talked about Def Leppard before, but think about it. Def Leppard's Hysteria came in '87. Joshua Tree came in '87 as well. Which one was the bigger band back in '87? I, I feel like U2, but it's, it's so difficult. I, I love to ask like a on-air personality that like. I love to ask like Eddie Trunk that on a, a, a phone call one day. Like, I, I would preface by saying I'm, I'm a longtime listener of you and stuff like that. I'm a big fan of both bands, but which one was the bigger band in 1987? Was it Def Leppard with Hysteria or was it U2 with the Joshua Tree? I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm not saying I hate like one over the other. I love both personally, but I, I will say that I do love both almost equally. Truthfully, I mean, Def Leppard. I'm a huge Def Leppard. I'm a huge U2 fan as well. So. You can love both guys. <laughs> it's oh, you, can. you can love, you don't have to like, 
you don't have to hate on one band and love another. You could music is music. You can love all of it. You could it's hate not all a of divorce. It. It's not like you have to pick between two parents. No, exactly. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stay with mom, and I'm gonna stay with dad, or vice versa. It's you, you can pick whatever you want. But bottom line, that U2 is one of the biggest bands alive. Uh, in fact, Bill, I think Bill and I talked about this at one point. I'm gonna go see. I'm gonna. I'm, I, I got a ticket for. Uh, this is why I say follows on our social media pages. I'm gonna be seeing Bono in discussion. Uh, come. Friday, October seventh, down in New York City, he's releasing a book, uh, and I and I got invited to, I got a ticket to a. Eight, by the way, there's only 800 seats in the place. It's an 800 seat place where you can actually. Um, I'm going to be sitting, sitting, listening to Bono talk about his new book that's coming out soon. And uh, I'm going to be at a, 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 a interview screening panel with him. So I might oh, be able to cool. meet him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the deal is, but ask him to come on the podcast. I might ask him. I said, Bono, do you want to come on our my podcast? It would be great if you could, but <laughs> we'll have a YouTube special. You know, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool, actually, if we did that. But I would shit um, my pants if he was here, in all honesty. If if we had a celebrity on that would that would open our doors a lot. We'd have a lot more people like listening and stuff than we already do. We have a ton of listeners out there already. But I mean, as far as like having a guest on, like Flea or someone, that'd be Red awesome. Chili Peppers. We we had, I would flip out. I would ask so many questions. Um, but it would just be awesome. So or even the Edge or Adam Clayton. I don't know. I just we I want big folks on here, folks. I if. Shout out to anyone who knows any people out there that can get on that can get us some people on our on our podcast with us. I'd love to have um we love to have people on, just truthfully. I love to have Bono on, I love to like just the edge on in general. I so many stories, so many stories to tell, and I think our, we'd have a great platform to do it with. So but uh but yeah, you two, what can you say? One of the biggest bands of the 80s. They they definitely kept going in the 90s and 2000s and 2010s, even they're still one of the biggest bands alive. No doubt about it. So, but uh, I think is there any? Uh, I think we're good, right? I think we co- we covered a lot. Yeah, uh, I, we talked about. I've had fun tonight. doing this journey so far, but we cover a lot of stuff. I, I know, and all we're doing is just talking about the different musics from each decade. We're just picking the biggest artists possible. We're just talking about next week's artist. the '90s. We're going to be talking about grunge. We're going to be talking about. Janet Jackson. We might. Uh, we'll talk about some. We'll talk about uh, the Green Day. We'll talk about Green Day. We'll talk about. We'll Pearl talk Jam, about, Nirvana. You know, Hip hop. Yeah. So we'll talk about grunge. We'll talk about, of course, the big craze of the 90s, which were. Boy bands. But we'll talk boy bands next week. The the, the dawn of, uh, of uh, Destiny's Child and Whitney. And uh, Winnie Houston and uh, Beyonce. So yeah, a lot of stuff coming out next week. So now, tune in next week when we continue this journey into the nineties. Well, that's gonna do it for us tonight. We we want to thank all of you for tuning in, watching. However, you enjoyed this stream tonight, this podcast in general. We covered a lot of content tonight. If you have and your brains are probably already, bleeding right now, like. No more, Literally. no more. We've gone for over an hour, over two hours and 10 minutes. 
Um, that's crazy. But long story short, guys, what do you think? Are you a fan of any of the artists we talked about? Send off in the comments section below. Share this podcast. Share this with everyone else and follow us on social media simply at The Super Review Show. I want to thank Bill Murphy for doing this with me every week so far. Leading up to our 100th episode, Bill, thank you so much. It is always a pleasure, my friend. And we only have a couple more weeks to go till number 100. It's going to be crazy. And I just want to give you all a fair note. That week, we're actually going to be doing it on that Friday instead of that Wednesday. Yes. Because that Wednesday, I'm actually going to be in Vegas. So, and we're gonna, and we're gonna try and have a bunch of people on too, so we can you yeah, all can. I told JT if it was a regular run of the mill show, I'd say yeah, go get someone. I'll see you in a, in a week or two. But this is the hundredth. I gotta be here. I gotta be here for triple digits, baby. Absolutely, we're yeah, gonna have a uh, lot of people on that show. We're gonna have a lot of people coming in and being on our broadcast that night. And uh, in fact, one of Bill's friends from the Sports Insanity podcast, he said he might come. Um, we got a bunch of people that we're let me know. Well. He said he's got to let me know. Um, yeah, yeah. by the way, Sports Insanity Podcast, check us out. We are on all platforms. We just actually released our newest episode today. Go listen on whatever you, wherever you get your podcast. And and don't forget to check out the Sports Insanity Network and plus our football content. Check out tomorrow, Thursday Night Gridiron, which is going to be on sometime between 6.30 and 7.00. And don't forget to check out the Sunday sideline report on Sunday at 10 a.m. Yep. Uh, and, and, and as I've always said here before, follow us simply at the Superview Show and like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We do plenty of postings there all the time. Tune in as always. And um, But yeah, so for all of us here, for, this is a fun one tonight doing the 80s. It was really a good time overall. And this was my favorite decade to talk about. So Oh, by far. It was, it was so much to discuss yeah. for the past two hours. So but anyways, guys, thanks so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. So stay tuned for next week when we talk all things in the 1990s. So stay safe and...